they had to do when they had a, a baby they had to bring a certain sacrifice and offering to the tabernacle okay when women were on their menstrual periods after all that was done there had to be a sacrifice for that when there were struggles and situations between men in the camp of Israel, there had to be a, a, a reconciliation and then oblations and sacrifices and offerings for that. So this is an ongoing thing. I mean, it is, it is, the law was very heavy. The law was very heavy. It had a lot of requirements. It had a lot of situations. It had a lot of things that today we would look at. Most of us would just throw our hands up and say, whatever. And we go find a tabernacle that had a coffee shop and just do some Hebrews and we'd be good. Say, we'll just cross our fingers. But no, not this. So it's a pattern and the high priest goes in one time a year. Christ is now the high priest. He goes in one time, once and for all, forever. After the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, there is no need for another sacrifice because he did this once and for all with his own blood. Is that awesome or is that awesome? That's awesome. Amen. All right. Can't get my... I guess Ginger's right. We do need a new clicker here. Yeah. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a young cow could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. So there you have it. See, under, he, under there we have the, uh, the old system, blood of goats and bulls, ashes of cows. That's a dirty business. They killed cows and burned them. They didn't let them dry out. They burned them on the spot. Do you know how hot that fire had to be to do that? All right, and those priests, those priests had to do that. That was a daily thing. And the priests all came from the tribe of what? Anybody know? Anybody know where the Levitical, I mean the priesthood came from? Mm-hmm. The tribe of Levi. So all those born in the family of Levi were automatically enlisted in the priesthood. They received no physical real estate inheritance when the land was divided amongst the tribes. Okay? And then Joseph was a son, right? But Joseph was not there to receive and because Joseph was out and Levi was out, God honored Joseph and he took the two sons and their descendants of Joseph and they inherited the land, which was the sons of, what was their names? Manasseh and Ephraim. All right, there's the 12 tribes. But out of those tribes, it was Levi, the Levitical priesthood that all the priests came out of. All right, so that is wonderful. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from the sinful deeds that we can worship the living God. All right, let's move on here if we can. Anybody got any questions, comments? 
fears, doubts, or unbelief. This is why he is the one who meditates, or mediates, I'm sorry, he mediates a new covenant between God and people, so that all who are called can receive the internal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant. So Christ dies to set them free from the penalty of sins they had committed under that first covenant. Now when someone leaves a will, it is necessary to prove that the person who made it is dead. So now Paul is going into an inheritance situation here. And we are inheriting salvation and we are inheriting forgiveness of sins through this new covenant. And so there has to be when a, um, what do they call that? Is it probate? Is that what that's called today? When somebody dies, the estate has to go through probate to verify there's been a death and then all the paperwork is in place and if there's any claims against the estate. The will, verse 17, goes into effect only after a person's death. While the person is made, it is still alive and will, and the will cannot be put into effect. That is why even the first covenant was put into effect with the blood of an animal. For after Moses had read each of God's commandments to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water and sprinkled both the book of God's law and all the people using hyssop branches and scarlet wool. So Moses takes, has the people gathered together. He's reading the commandments of God's law. And after that, he's taken the hyssop, which is um, reeds from the Middle East, and he is uh, spreading the blood on them. It was the same system they used to spread the blood over the mercy seat on the Day of Atonement. Then he said, This blood confirms the covenant. God has made with you. And in the same way, he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and on everything used for worship. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood, for without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That's a key scripture right there. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And when I was first coming in, to the church, I'm trying to figure out, well, what, what's the big deal about the blood? Leviticus 17.11. Leviticus 17.11 says that the life is in the blood. Okay? If, unless the Lord changes my mind today, what I'm going to talk about today is um, the doctrine of substitution, where man fell in the garden, he was supposed to die. That's what the Lord said. You do this, you're going to die. Well, they did it, but they didn't die because he substituted an animal for their sins and for their existence. So that's what Hebrews 9.22 is a very important scripture there in that setting. All right. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, see, there we go, had to be purified by the blood of animals. So the tabernacle that we saw in the wilderness is a replica of what's in heaven. 
That same pattern when Israel was no longer a nomadic nation, when they weren't just traveling around in their, with their herds and as shepherds, when they finally settled down in the promised land. And then eventually there we have a temple that was built by Solomon. That pattern in the Solomon's temple was the same pattern that was in the tabernacle. The pattern that was in the temple that Herod had built in Jerusalem around the time that Jesus walked the earth was the same pattern as the tabernacle in the wilderness. And the reason that is is because God says it's, it's patterned after the pattern and the copy of things which are in heaven. That's why, I've talked about this many times, you remember Jesus rises from the dead and Mary's the first to see him. And he says, don't touch me. I have not yet ascended to my father. Okay, don't touch me. The next time you read about Jesus, he walks into the room without using the door or window. He just comes through the wall. Would that be awesome? Do you know how many people you could prank just walking through a wall? Man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, here we go. So he walks through the wall and he says, okay, Thomas, here's my hands. Here's my feet. Here's my side. Touch me. What had happened? He had, between Mary and Thomas, he had went into heaven and put the blood and the sacrifices on the mercy seat in heaven, which would fulfill his priestly role. All right? How about that? That's pretty good, isn't it? You see how it all comes together? God doesn't do anything by accident. God does everything with a purpose. God does everything with a plan. God is intentional. He puts it all together, and he's very, very intentional about that. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with, a far, better, with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. So now we're taking it to the next level. We're taking it to the level of, okay, this has to go into the heavenlies. All right? Uh, in the garden... It was a lamb for a man. That animal, that lamb gave his sacrifice for Adam, his life. In Egypt, it was a lamb for a family. All through the Old Testament, on the Day of Atonement, it became a lamb for a nation. But when Jesus comes... John the Baptist sees him walking down the road toward him and he says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So you see the progression. Man, family, nation, world. So this is what Paul is saying here. He said in heaven we had to have a much better sacrifice than just a lamb for a man, a family, or a nation. We had to have a perfect sacrifice for all the sins of the world. That makes sense? Okay, the crowd is deafening today here at the worship center. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, Pastor. It makes a lot of sense. I didn't realize this thing was this bad. We get a new one, it'll be, we'll be like, ooh, man, look at this. Uh Uh-huh. Well, hey, Brother Brad, you might have to click me over. Pick me over. Thank you. For Christ did not enter into a holy place 
made with human hands, which was a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. So Christ did not appear in the temple of, of uh, Herod. He did not appear in the, the temple that Solomon had built. And by the way, that temple that Solomon had built, I mean, it was, it was lavish. It was full of gold. It was full of silver. It was full of beautiful uh, bronze and, and mirrors and all kinds of stuff. I think uh, years ago, the value of it was in the billions of dollars. This one tabernacle that Solomon had built was worth billions and billions of dollars. But the Lord didn't choose that one either. He had to go into the heavenly one. He had to go into the high place in heaven. And he did not enter, verse 25, he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again. Like the high priest here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. So it was year after year. It was year after year. Let me help you with this. Y'all, everybody's heard of Passover, right? So Passover is a Jewish feast that has been celebrated since the very first Passover, which was held in Egypt. In Egypt, God said, you're going to kill a lamb, you're going to take the blood of the lamb, and you're going to put it on your doorpost, on the outside of your houses. And he said, when the death angel comes on this last plague that I'm going to send on Egypt, when the, he sees the blood, he will pass over you. Okay, if you did not have the blood on your house, the death angel would come and visit, and the firstborn would die in the house. Firstborn male, wasn't it the firstborn male? The firstborn male would die. And th that happened. It happened in the, in the houses of the Egyptians. In fact, Pharaoh lost his oldest son. Now, you think about, you think about what, uh, what's going on in everyday Egypt. Of course, they're going through all these plagues and stuff. They don't know what's going to happen, that there's going to be this last and final plague of, of the eldest dying, not only of humans, but also of beasts of the field. And so the Egyptians are walking by, and now they're seeing these crazy Hebrews smearing blood on their doors. And that's like, whoa, I knew they were nuts. I knew they were crazy. What does the world look at us and think about us today? Those of us who have a biblical worldview, they think we're crazy. We're a minority. But that's what Passover was. And God said, tonight is the night of all generations to come. He said, and every year at this time, you will celebrate the Passover. So the Passover then has been celebrated for centuries and centuries and centuries. Jesus, remember God does everything intentional. Jesus is our, has become our Passover lamb. Jesus dies on the cross when? Passover. Passover's coming. Why? Because God sets everything in order. That's why people's lives when they don't have God in their lives, are way out of order, way out of sync, way out of all kinds of stuff. So there God says, I'm going to be the high priest 
I'm going into the heavens one time, once and for all, and no longer do we have to do it year after year. And the reason they had to do it year after year was because they were using the blood of an animal which cannot take away sin. It can only, uh, it can only um, satisfy the law and roll the, the sin ahead. All right, Brother Brad, hit us again. Awesome. You're doing very good. Now, if that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. So Christ does not have to die year after year. He dies once and for all. Next one. And just as each person is destined to die once and after that comes judgment, so also Christ died once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. So Christ was destined to die, hi Jamie, he was destined to die once and for all. Not over and over and over again. Those, uh, the, the folks who are, are needing and, and feel like that we have, there's a, there's a very large movement of folks who feel like that they need to uh, live in 2022 like the Jews did and they need to, you know, keep this law, keep that law. Some of them feel like they need to do certain sacrifices. Well, when you do that, then you are making the, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ to no effect. Jesus died once and for all. It's done. It's over. Spiel. It's over. All right, Brother Brad. So under the old system, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come. That's, that's the name of our lesson, good things to come. So it's only a shadow of good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. So these people that say, well, you know, we might need to keep the Jewish holidays and we might need to, to you know, not do this and do that. People who say that they need to do Jewish holidays and Jewish law and who negate the death of Jesus Christ, if you're going to do part of the law, you might as well do all the law. Oh, and if you can do all the law and not get on Xanax and Prozac or whatever else, if you can do all that, good luck. Go back and read the book of Leviticus. Somebody said, wanted to know one time about how, how in, entailed and detailed the law of Moses was. So I went, to, I went back into the, to my computer program, my Bible program, and I printed up all the laws. There were over 50 printed pages of sacrifices and offerings that were required. So if you can do all that, I would rather say, Lord, I want you and I accept your blood in my life and your salvation, and I'm walking on in freedom. It's just, it's just bondage. It's spiritual bondage to do that. And 
the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins once and for all. So we can see, if you look at your, at your pass out today, you can see that the tabernacle was actually a pattern that God set early in the scriptures that as we follow that, we walk into salvation. This is not in your notes, and it's not up here on the board. Do you remember what the uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4 talks about salvation and the gospel? What did Paul say the gospel was? Paul said the gospel was the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you get those three in line, you, you have just been born into the kingdom. The tabernacle was set up the same way. The altar, the brazen altar, and the labor in the outer court was, the, was repentance and baptism. You walk into the holy place. The holy place is the things that our lives, walking with Christ, are involved with. It's involved with the word, the table of showbread. It's involved with the light, the, uh, the light of the gospel shining in our lives, getting rid of all the darkness in our lives. It involves the, the altar of incense, the prayers of the saints. The, altar of in, the prayers of the saints now are in, in golden bowls in heaven. How about that? Your prayers in heaven in golden bowls. And I'm going to share something with you today that I've never seen before that I came across the other night. And about your... your uh, needs and your desires and your prayers and then after that you walk into the holy of holies and that is the representation of the spirit of God the Holy Ghost you know and, and until you get the Holy Ghost in your life you ain't even living can I get an amen from those who've experienced that you're not even living I mean, you get the Holy Ghost, and it's like, wah. Yeah, this is awesome. And a lot of people in a lot of churches stop in the holy place and never go beyond that veil into the Holy of Holies. And the, and the word and the light of the gospel and the prayers of the saints and believers, you'll have a good life in the holy place. But man, there is an exceptionally awesome life in the most holy place coming into his presence, letting his presence fill you and baptize you. One other thing is, I believe that's my last slide, isn't it, Brother Brad? The rest of it goes into the abyss. Yes, the dark abyss, whatever you call them. Um, one other thing, and I believe it might be in chapter 10 of Hebrews, that it says that when uh, every year when the high priest would come out from on the Day of Atonement, once the sacrifice had been offered, the Bible says that he came out and he would stand in front of the tabernacle before the congregation of the people. So the people would see him and he's standing there like mission accomplished. All right? It says, but we have a more perfect high priest that when Jesus was finished offering his sacrifice, he sat down. He didn't have to stand up anymore. When you sit down, that means it's all finished. We're done. Once and for all, the sacrifice on the cross. It was finished. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope you found out some things today. We're going to break right here. Go freshen yourselves up. You know where the bathrooms and everything are at. We're going to get ready to move into our next service here in just a few minutes. Amen.